Welcome back to EXPN. I'm Warren Rustborough. And with him as always is the lovable rascal who puts the capris in capricious, Dirk Shortpants Bradley. I noted your fashion choice earlier, but hoped that like the persistent smell of garbage and rat fornication, it might fade to a distant background offense. No chance, Lance. These colorful calf kissers are here to stay. Did you somehow score a sponsorship with the idea of Capri Pants? No. Someone broke into my apartment and stole all four of my clothes. I sure hope they fit into a boy's tall and wide. Fortunately, Madam Snodbunch down the hall was kind enough to donate her hand-me-ups. Varicose veins are a big no-no in the world of abbreviated slacks. That would explain the crop top. Oh, this old thing? Now I won this at the Junior Mr. Muscles contest. Hard to imagine you as a muscular child. No, this was about two weeks ago. Turned out there was no age limit in the bylaws, and I knew those little dweebs couldn't step to my shredded cheese. I fear I'm baiting yet another switch here, but I take it you were victorious over the gaggle of adolescent boys? No. Good lords. I lost. But the judges got tired of seeing me ugly cry in the corner with my shirt off and offered me this stylish number as a consolation prize. Let's go to a commercial. Let's go to a commercial. But I'm just getting started. I know, I'm just certain this is going to get even more depressing. And I doubt the audience can handle it. I know personally I'm well past my limit. You find yourself standing at the entrance of an empty solarium. It's a large, rectangular building, three times as long as it is wide, and every wall is dominated by a series of arched windows that stretch from floor to glass ceiling. The light from outside begins to stream in, and the sun blooms like an orange-red flower peeking across the horizon. The silhouettes of window panes stretch lazily across the dirt floor, as if yawning, before the moment has suddenly passed and the light takes on a confident yellow hue. There are four spiral staircases along the walls, arranged in a square around the center of the solarium. It's beautiful. Is this what Penny's imagination looks like? I think this is probably not nearly chaotic enough to be Penny's imagination. Where do staircases go in a glass building? Up. As you ponder that, you see that the circular staircases do go up a ways, but you can't see what they connect to, if anything. They may even just terminate into empty air. Well, she certainly wasn't generous with clues, but I suppose we can just press on and figure things out as we go. Yep. Uh, Remember that we don't have Penny here with us for things like Fury Fire. So, uh, Iavos, you're probably going to be on... uh, party buff debuff duty and Gaspar and I will cover you. Very well. In their square formation, you may consider the stairs to be arbitrarily to the northwest, northeast, southwest, and southeast. Let's start with the great northwest. I was down to try southwest. I've always liked that sort of cuisine. I'm ambivalent. <laughs> Southwest it is. My greatest weakness, stairs. (laughs) Not again! You head to the southwestern staircase. The moment you begin to climb the stairs, you feel your stomach drop. 
Although you continue to move, each step feels as though you are not, and instead the solarium around you seems to peel open and invert like the skin of an orange, just as other scenery seems to do the opposite and wrap around you until you find yourself standing at the bottom of the northeast staircase in what initially appears to be the same solarium you left. However, this solarium is not nearly so stark. The sun outside is at its zenith, just as this version of the solarium is at full bloom. The ground beneath your feet feels cool, and as you feel the stone beneath you, you notice that a mosaic of polished rocks form images of songbirds and flowers. A fountain to the south spouts clear water into a long, low basin, and the smooth stone planters that dominate the solarium are all overflowing with thriving flora. Pacing around the largest planter at the very center of the solarium is a giant stag, a fallow deer, who chases after two young juveniles. Like aggressively or? No. Okay. They seem to be keeping watch over them, trying to corral them unsuccessfully. Oh yeah, good luck, mate. You're never going to catch up the kids. I want to inspect this fountain. Is there anything in the water? As you go to inspect the fountain to the south, it is large, decorative, uh, smooth cut from what seems to be a single piece of stone, and it spews water into, as I said, a long and low basin close to ground level. No coins. No wishes made. Does it look like any of the vegetation has been touched at all? The vegetation looks well tended to. Somebody spends a lot of time here taking very good care of it. I'm not sure if this is a puzzle as much as a tour of lovely things. That would be very penny. Being aware of our placement in the solarium, keep my eyes on the deer because I know that some adults can be very protective of their children, especially in the wildlife kingdoms. Just being like, it's all right. We're not going to hurt your babies. We're just on a tour. As you say these words aloud, the stag looks at you, momentarily startled, before bursting in a shower of golden sparkles. In its place is a woman, plump and radiant, with sun-kissed skin and a single thick braid of copper hair. Nonetheless, you find her antlers and freckles strangely familiar. She's wearing a bright green apron dress with bumblebees and fawns lovingly embroidered along the edges. Oh, you're here. It's you. I've really wanted to meet you all. You seem very familiar to us. Uh, is this a manifestation of what plurality is? Uh, yes. I am not your penny, but I am, I am a penny. And uh, excuse me. These poor fawns lost their mother, and I'm trying my hardest to teach them how to forage on their own. Hey, would, would you all be dears and give me a hand? I think you're better at being a deer than any of us, but I'm willing to try to help. Nothing like teaching children to fend for themselves. How not to be hunted? That's a very desirable skill. On the nose, as always, as... Iavos agrees to be a deer. There is a magical effect and 
him as well as anyone else who consents to this request, transforms into a deer. One by one, feel free to describe what that transformation and ensuing deer form looks like for your character. Uh, Iavos appears like a shaggy gray caribou. The hair long around the neck, the antlers covered in a thick aged velvet, and whiskers kind of dangling down. Broad of shoulder and heavy of hoof. Slow moving, gentle. Gaspar turns into a small, dark furred, fanged deer. He does have a head, Mm. but very noticeably, the right hind leg looks like it had been wounded and has rotted away, leaving a dangling exposed bone with scarred tissue. Creepy. Even as a deer, he is not complete. As Hal transforms, you can see that his size is no less impressive. His antlers grow out of his head, covered in a silvery fuzz, and a collar draped with bells, silver, jangle around his neck as he becomes a large male reindeer. Cute. The two young fawns bound around excitedly, not paying any particular attention to what's happening around them. But this penny, returning to her own dear form, seems to thank you all. This can be considered a single round skill challenge. I'll explain a little more afterwards, but feel free to use any of one of your skills to try to teach these young deer how to be deer without mm-hmm. a mother. Gaspar tries to lead the two fawns into what strategically would be good places to hide while still foraging. Being able to group up as well, having the herd perceived as one instead of vulnerable extensions is the goal. So Gaspar would like to make a stealth check. I would love that. We all saw that one coming, though. <laughs> it's a good deer skill. It is. It's a very good deer Camera skill. Flash. Oh, my God. Gaspar rolls a 12 Ooh. for stealth. It's a rough stealth check for you, buddy. That's pretty rough. He's not used to his new deer form. Yeah. Yeah. That is correct. And that is not high enough. As you try to maneuver and show these young fawns how to hide. <laughs> they die. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger out of nowhere. <laughs> it's a crack of a gunshot. <laughs> As you maneuver around to show these young fawns how to hide while they forage, you are not nearly used to your dear body enough and your extremities stick out from behind plants, from between foliage. Your antlers, though small as they are, still manage to get caught on some loose branches and make a uncomfortable amount of noise. They don't seem to have gained much from this instruction. Iavos, trying to adapt to his big shaggy caribou form isn't going to have to do as much physically as he wants to show these little deerlings using the wealth of vegetation in the solarium what kind of plants are the best to eat 
and show them not to eat it all the way to the root because then it will grow back for the next time you come munch on it and which plants are toxic or will make you sick and upset your stomach using a nature check. Please proceed. I don't suppose I can caribou guidance. (laughs) Can you say it as a caribou? Guidance. I'll give it to you. I'll take it. Do a silly voice, get a bonus. My life is complete. Total of dirty, dirty 20. Ooh, that is very good. They were distracted before, but as you begin this instruction, they take notice. They were hungry and didn't realize it. And this instruction is both informative and fills their bellies. They nuzzle up against your legs and seem really affectionate towards you. I give them big wet licks, like to fix their hair, you know, affectionate animal. <laughs> big, big, heavy caribou tongue. They respond well to that and start getting excited and bounding around a little more. Hal knows that deer, a certain species at least, often travel in herds and not knowing very much about fallow deer but knowing that Penny is a very social person, he assumes this is probably the case for them. And so he's going to attempt to instill in them a sense of community and staying together as a group rather than wandering off on their own where it's easy to be picked off or get lost and endangered. And I don't have the foggiest idea what skill that should be. Charisma something, Sounds probably? like persuasion for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you didn't go with like a head button. <laughs> <laughs> Teach them how to bonk noggins. They're too little for that. <laughs> uh, persuasion does seem like a fine choice out of the charisma skills. All right. Charisma persuasion it is. 15 total. That is enough. Bounding around, they're all over the place, jumping over planters, running from each other. But as you, as you kind of collect them and usher them together, you start to teach them to stick with each other, to protect each other, to watch out for each other. And they start doing it. They fall in line. They begin to do what you're trying to get them to do, and they seem the better for it. As you all complete your tasks, there's another shower of magic, and all of you and Penny return to your humanoid forms. Thank you so much. I couldn't have done that on my own. I've got got deer hair on my tongue. Yes, that happens. Uh, I apologize. I I asked this of you without even explaining what's going on. Um, I'm actually supposed to ask you a riddle. Oh? There are a great many solariums with a great many pennies. Each of them has a riddle. Mine is this. Delicate, I have no form, yet can be broken, no mistake. Be careful, gentle, hold me close, for say my name and I will break. It's delicate and it has no form? Uh... Uh, snowflake, ice, uh, no, uh, yeah, ice. Ice doesn't have a form, really. It just takes whatever shape it was in. Ice. Very good, Hal. (laughs) If you speak it, then it is broken. I'm going to guess silence. Her beaming smile 
widens across her entire face. Yes, that is exactly it. Yes, I knew it. It is silence. Oh. (laughs) I knew you would do it. Truth be told, I, I didn't really follow the rules. There are many Solariums and a great many versions of us. You will meet many of them. Each one has a riddle for you. And for answering correctly, you will be awarded one penny point. But I'm also going to give you two extras because you are so helpful. It's not technically in the rules, but I can do what I want. Very penny thing to do and appreciate it. Also, I like your apron dress. Thank you. I like you very much. We all know you. We we all know what's going on. And it's wonderful to finally be able to say hello. I feel like I've known you all for so long. Can you tell us which stairway to take next? That's barely out of your mouth, and she's already started grabbing you all into a great big hug. <laughs> she's stronger than your penny and she gives really good hugs this is one of the best quest rewards we've ever gotten oh that's right um i mean from your perspective they all lead to different places you can't really choose wrong but if you manage to discern the structure of this place that's probably the biggest riddle here. Hmm. Something to think about, I guess. Is she saying we tripped here until we figure out how to get out? It's not what I heard, but it's also could be part of the message. <laughs> Go. You don't have much time. Go meet some more pennies. Why not? What's going to happen? You care to choose, Gaspar? I trust your instincts. What if we try Southwest again? Interesting decision. I'm on board. As you step upon the southwest stairway, the same thing happens in a disorienting display as all of your surroundings warp and peel out of sight only for something else to fold into their place like folded paper. Like spring-loaded origami. (laughs) Night has fallen on this solarium. The silvery moonlight creeps through its windows. The ground is covered in sprawling zoysia grass, thick and velveteen. Broad patches of bioluminescent moonflowers, evening primrose, and other night-blooming flora spread their petals towards the sky. But most striking are the hundreds, if not thousands, of soft, golden lights that flitter about in the air. At first you see no one here, but then you hear infant cooing, coming from a colossal white lily that grows in the very center of the solarium. Nested within its petals sits a teenaged fawn rocking an infant wrapped in a black, fur-lined cloak. Though her skin has violet undertones and her two black curls fall loosely about her shoulders, her white freckles and two-pronged antlers are as familiar as ever. The infant is some version of Penny as well, absent horns, But as she reaches towards you with chubby, grasping hands, you see clearly her golden eyes and tiny cloven feet. Arvos, doesn't this break some sort of rule of, like, 
time travel and multiverses? Aren't you never supposed to interact with yourself? I suppose that would be true in the real world, but this is Penny's imagination. Hello there, little one, and hello to you. The child coos and continues reaching for you. This young Penny has a slight air of anxiety as she seemingly doesn't quite know how to hold this child. Oh, I hope you don't mind. She was all alone in the empty solarium. I couldn't leave her there, but I don't know how to take care of her. Do you know anything about this sort of thing? A little. I hold my hands out. She will gratefully hand this child to you. This is fulfilling a very strange and deep part of Valvus's, I don't know, emotions and heart. Like the idea of holding Penny as a baby is like satisfying some uh, familial paternal magic within him. Oh, she is absolutely adorable. Like little chubby cheeks, Mm -hmm. little flashing gold eyes. And as you kind of like hoist her up into your arms, she toots. Mm. I like to give her my finger to hold. Hello, little one. You're so precious. The adolescent Penny turns to Halophon. Oh, time travel is such, such a wrong concept. Um, what you think of as time is not quite the same for beings like us. Oh, you mean like if I was to tell you to avoid doing something that you did when you were older, you wouldn't be able to prevent it from happening again? No, not at all. Hal looks really sad and picks her up and gives her a hug and just says, I'm really sorry about you did then and holds her very tight. She is caught off guard and reluctant for a moment, but then she she hugs you warmly and kind of pulls back and meets your eyes. Oh, you don't have to apologize to me for that. That wasn't my story. That Penny is around here somewhere. You might yet meet her, but each of us is different, though we are the same. I'm uh, taking a corner of the little baby blanket that I wear and giving it to the baby, like just to hold and... Arvos, isn't everything that is on you completely and utterly filthy? Shouldn't you, like, wash off of something first? It's a baby. Your immune system's not that strong yet. Being old and being dirty are two very different things. (laughs) Well-weathered, surely, but clean. Continuing this train of thought with Hal, she points at the lights above all of you that are floating around. Those lights are the pennies that were and the pennies that are yet to be. Sometimes I listen to them. But I digress. I suppose you're ready for my riddle. Oh, yes, I'd forgotten. I'm as ready as I ever am for riddles. I am ready, but I have been wondering how we're supposed to get the riddle from this baby. (laughs) Oh, she doesn't have a riddle for you. She winded up here, but she's not a participant. My forests have no birds or trees. No waters reach my many shores. My cities have no citizens. I have a key that fits no door. And with that, from now on, for the remainder of this dungeon, this is the way that it's going to work. 
Every penny has a riddle. You may use your action in this single round continuation of the skill challenge to either do something to help the penny. In this case, she needs help with this child. Or you can use your action to answer the riddle. Succeeding a skill roll will be worth one penny point. And correctly answering a riddle, which requires no roll, is equal to one penny point. Suffice it to say, once the riddle's been answered, other people can't keep saying the same answer. All right, Avos, you've got this. You you know things about riddles and stuff. Being well-educated and understanding riddles are two very different kinds of intelligence. I wish my sister was here. She's brilliant with riddles. Oh, dear. This one could have so many answers that make sense to me, but only one of them is accurate. How kind of eyeballs opus and says do you do you think it's cheating if we ask your little uh, pocket answer book i don't know that it works like that with riddles this is about facts of the past and future not wordplay perhaps but it's still new to me so the goal is to help teenage penny take care of baby penny that is correct Gaspar is going to make a survival check in an attempt to modify the blanket and, you know, adding some other fabric and stuff to make a baby Bjorn so that it's easier to carry infant Penny. Adorable. Go ahead and roll it. I will survive. 19 on the die minus one for an 18. Mm. You skillfully modify this baby blanket into something that can be slung over her so that she can carry this child. Oh, that is so helpful. Yeah, hands-free. Thank you so much, Gaspar. It's a great responsibility to care for a child like this. You should be ready to grow up quickly. And using the magic of the ceremony spell, I am going to use one of the many ceremony options that is coming of age. Touch one humanoid who is a young adult, and for the next 24 hours, whenever the target makes an ability check, it gets to add a d4 to the ability check, using a religion arcana to manipulate my cleric spell to uh, imbue her with this. That's super cool. I didn't know you could do that. I love the spell ceremony. That's because so it's cool. So, so flavorful. Yeah, go ahead and go ahead and roll that beautiful bean footage. I said the line. I wish I hadn't started that season one, but it's back and it's here, it's here to stay. I got a 16 total. That, too, is high enough to succeed. And as you perform the ceremony for this young and not ready Penny, she is imbued with all of your blessings to help her in what's inarguably going to be a challenging time to come. Hal is grumbling. He's kind of mad about Iavos not being able to help with the riddle. I don't understand what the point of carrying that thing around is if you can't look in it for answers. Isn't you supposed to have, you know, all the answers to all of your riddles in it? Give me a book every time I have a problem and show me how to do this. Wait, but in the in the back, it's it's got. Wait a minute. That's it, isn't it? It's books. The answers books. Books have keys. And their forests don't have birds and things in them. It's books. Right? I really wish that I could give it to you, but that's 
you're on, you're so close, Halifon. Do you think you could point me in the right direction? Unfortunately, that's your guess. But I can still award all of you two penny points for helping me. If you want to know the answer, then when you get out of here, maybe ask your own penny. Yes, she's probably much better with riddles than any of us. I imagine to uh, those of Evdemonia, it's basically like learning math. Math is different in axial planes. This dungeon, for example, is really just a convex uniform for polytype. No kidding. That's a simple way to put it. I thought so. Thank you again for all your help. Gaspar, I'm a big fan. But you should probably move on. I'll uh, give the baby back and help tuck it into the Bjorn that Gaspar fabricated. Give her a little smooch between the bumps. Well, the um, will someday be. The child gurgles and, and just grabs your finger one last time. Take a little one. Wait, is it perhaps a map? She smiles and winks at you, sticking out her tongue and climbing back into the lily. Very clever. I was kind of hoping for a map to this place. <laughs> just kidding. But I guess no points. What staircase do we take? Staircase. Southwest served us well twice. If only there was some sort of coin with four sides we could toss. I have a knuckle bone. Does it roll evenly? Absolutely not. Then let's roll. Oh, wow. Southwest. (laughs) Wait, isn't that the same knuckle bone you use when we're playing Quintopoly? Huh? (laughs) No, that's a six-sided knuckle bone. As you approach the southwest stairway, suddenly Penny leaps out of this flower and says, Wait, hold on. She looks at you with sincerity and speaks in an urgent whisper. I don't know how much this place is bleeding into your reality, but please be careful. She then stares off at the ceiling her gaze fixed anxiously on something you can't see. She hasn't stopped staring at all of you since you arrived. Oh, oh boy. (laughs) Dirk, I'm going to do you what you insist I call a solid. Might want to give it a few minutes. My fragile constitution has been rebelling against neighbor soup surprise. The prince of the old porcelain palace has only just abducted his throne, and the power vacuum is bound to destabilize my region. What? No, not that kind of solid. What do you eat? That doesn't even make sense. Oh, lords below, I'm going to regret this, Dirk. I know things haven't been going so well for you. Psh, what? A man can't cast caustic brew from his butt without getting the third degree? Believe me, I've got burns enough. Besides, this is just a minor setback. Dirk, listen, okay? You're just the worst. That checks out. But no one deserves to live the way you do. Too cool? No, not cool, Dirk. Gross. You live grossly. I do exist at full volume. Dirk, normally I'd be impressed that you know more than one definition of the word gross, but... 
please. I've read the entire dictionary cover to cover. Could have used a translation for most of it, but I got the gist. Dirk, would you like to stay at my... 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 my what, Mutton King? I mean, duh, but last time Sherman the Sheepshank found me hiding under the fryer and he beat me with his namesake. No, Dirk, I'm asking if you want to crash at my pad while you fish your festering life from the toilet. Oh? Oh! Oh! Wait, wait, what? I'm serious, Dirk. I can't in good conscience ignore what's happening to you. I think with the right guidance and a brief, brief reprieve from financial responsibility... You may be able to cobble together something vaguely approximating an existence worth having. Golly. Give it some time. All the time you want. Think it over. If things get worse, you can reach me at these scry coordinates. Ah, seven. I was so close. <sighs> You're doing the right thing. Yeah, well, You're I probably won't need your help. Right <laughs> I'm turning things around, Rust. Last night, someone offered me a job doing tricks. And you thought that second round of magic classes was a waste of my money. You'll see. And then you won't. Because I'll have disappeared. And then reappeared. In your closet. But not to live there. To steal your finely crafted dwarven pants. Just more capris to add to my collection. Hear that, Rust? He's gone. We're about to witness a planar phenomenon. A keyhole between worlds that only marketing can penetrate. Join me as we glimpse into the adverse. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. New from the Founders League of the LUQ comes the freshest merch that everyone is absolutely flipping their flapjacks over. LUQ Crest Enamel Pins. Show your love for the game with these stylish raised metal colored pins. These puppies absorb your love and passion for the heroics and transmit it directly to the teams you want to cheer for. Not a guarantee. These pins are a limited item unless they do really well, in which case we'll probably make some more. Fans are doing whatever they can to get these amazing pins. Pushing down old ladies, robbing porn shops, cutting the brakes on lawnmowers, and setting fire to local fountains. It's pin pandemonium, so get yours today. They're so hot, we're breaking the fourth wall just to tell you about them. These are real pins you can buy to show your love for the LUQ. Visit the LUQ.com for links to get yours today. They're hefty, they're shiny, they're pointy by design. Wear the best crest on your chest with an LUQ enamel pin. 
Shipping to the U.S. and Canada only. Sorry about that. We're doing our best. Get the pin that puts the pin in pinnacle. Today is your lucky day. Hey, all you cuties. It's time for the mid-roll. Isn't that right, Pickles? We've got exciting news over at theluq.com, so go check it out, and while you're there, check out the actors' bios to learn more about the cast, and view photos from behind the scenes. Not to mention clicking on our sponsors' links to browse their awesome stores. Holy balls, is it awesome to have supporters on Patreon. Any roll from $1 a month and up goes a long way, and our highest-tier patrons are really showing us how much they care about the show and helping us make sure it keeps getting made. You're all helping so much at every tier, and we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And back it up with lots of bonus content, including audio and D&D stuff. I'd like to welcome Joe Tolick to the $25 a month club, thank Christopher Mashburn for renewing their $25 a month status and making killer fan art, and thank Roman Platypotus for becoming a new legendary tier patron. Our legendary teams are the Titans Rise with Darce Mail, Bedlam, Evelet, and Roman, aka Big Boy Roy, Twilight Concord with Eerie Lunar Rose, Maisie, and Korgoth, the Ceaseless Horde with Dave Mlodinoff, Daniel Pickens-Jones, Patch Perryman, and Jeff Ammons, and the Forgotten Legacy with Wagon, Insanity, John Reinhardt, and Daryl. For info on getting an ad or personal message on the show, contact admin at slapdashstudios.com. I'm going to be doing a whole lot of mailing in the near future with our recent giveaways and the new LUQ enamel pins, so if you get jealous of all the mail that I'm sending, you can send us something at P.O. Box 230091, Tigard, Oregon, 97281. You know the rules about food and drink. And please follow us on Twitch. You get more Law, Zach, and Dana all week long. Monday night, Dana hosts new episodes of the LUQ. Wednesday night, me and Zach play our cooperative Pokemon Soling Nuzlocke, which is basically us just laughing for about three hours straight. Thursdays, Dana returns for Penny Plays, and you can join us during the rest of the week for Zach's morning video game cardio workouts, and I'll be playing Lawcraft on the new LUQ server. So we hope to see you there. If our Twitch numbers keep growing, we can start doing giveaways during the streams again, and that sounds awesome. But enough out of me, let's get you back to the Battle Axis. Gold, silver, souls, quintessence, Mandavarian flamtankus, Canadian money. There are billions of kinds of currency all over the multiverse. But what kind is right for you? You're a monster, kind of. You exist. Or do you? Maybe you aren't real. You probably aren't real. Maybe you need money that maybe isn't real. Introducing Cryptid Currency. Squatchbucks, Creepcoin, Ethereal, and Folk Tokens, just to name a few. It's real money that you can't hold. You've seen pictures of it, but they're all blurry. But you can feel its presence. Waiting. Waiting until you're alone. Always watching. But you know it's safe when it's chained to a block. Trust us. Cryptid Currency. It's money, question mark. The morning sun is full and bright, but the dirt floor of this solarium is littered with stones, tools, seeds, and plants. You can see where some rocks have been piled up into barriers and filled with soil, Oh, perhaps intended to be planters, but most have fallen over and spilled back onto the ground. To the south, you hear the crying of a small child. 
Another young penny, perhaps? This one is not as happy. No. Let's see if we can remedy that. Hello? As you approach, you see a small girl wearing a simple linen dress stained with dirt. Though she has only two small bumps on her head, her dark curls and white freckles seem strikingly familiar. Another of these structures of stones has collapsed, and she sits nearby with rudimentary gardening tools discarded at her feet. I can't do this. I don't know what to do. Papa said he'd show me, and now I have no one to show me how. Oh, there, there, little one. Get down on one knee and look her in the face. Do you know me as well? She seems startled, but as she looks up into your face, she nods as tears well up in her eyes once more, and she grabs onto the hem of your robes, sobbing loudly into them. Give her a gentle pat on the back and hold her kind of close. Be like, we're here to help you. That's why we've been sent to this place, to help the pennies. (laughs) I'm glad you're here. I don't know how... Every, Every penny has to make their own space here, and I don't know how. Nobody showed me. What do you want it to look like? Looks like you're trying to build little planters out of stone. Yeah, but your mistake is you're just trying to stack all the rocks up. That's not going to work. You need some sort of mortar to stick them together. What's mortar? Uh, it's like, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, 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 Iovos? Do you know when you wake up in the morning and your eyes are all sticky? Yes, um, yes, I crust these. Yeah. It's something that you make that sticks stones together and holds them there for a long time. It's one way to build with stone. Yeah, uh, like uh, like mud. You could use mud. You could. You got any mud? I look around. The floor of the solarium is dirt. There's no features, no tiles, no stones, no pathways. It's kind of an open book, but... As you look specifically for water, you do see a scooped out hole in the dirt on the south side of the solarium where there's a little bit of water bubbling up. Oh, yeah. Good news. Uh, That means you won't have to make your own. I want to know what you're trying to make. What do you see in your mind when you imagine what this place will look like? I, I wanted to have tall plants and birds and bumblebees. Hmm. Well, in order for that to happen, things need to be able to grow. Do you have any seeds? I I have some. I, I collected them from some nearby plants. And surely enough, she has a small collection of, of seeds. Well, I think we have some tools to work with here. This is our challenge, after all. Nothing more rewarding than helping a young Penny, right? She nods gratefully, and she seems for the time to be in better spirits, enough so that she jumps a little bit. Oh, I'm supposed to ask you something. At rest, my neck's above my head. My lips and mouth don't sing. Though... I've no fingers and no hands. I have a lovely ring. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to go grab a bucket and bring some water over here to make some water. I'm going to leave the Riddlin to you with the noggin. And Hal walks off. What would you like to roll for that? Can I just do athletics to just like... I was going to suggest athletics. Schlep water about, yeah. Please do. I'm Hal the Sherpa. How's a 21? Ooh, 21 is good. That is above this dungeon's DC for the skill challenge, in case you haven't noticed. And so you manage to just kind of truck over with this bucket and you find another bucket and, hey, look at that, a stick. And you manage to rig up a very nice system for hauling fairly large amounts of water, certainly bigger than a seven to nine-year-old penny can. And you get her well set up with plenty of mortar. All right. Now, just as a mild suggestion, this is going to help you build your beds, but uh, whatever you plant in them is going to need water too. So you might want to just build closer to your water source up until you, you know, get around to making like, I almost, what are those uh, uh, water roads called? Aqueduct? No, that's, 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 that's a, the thing that swims around and goes quack. No, I mean like the water road. A creek? Now you're just being silly. No, that's not, that's not, uh... An irrigation? A canal? None of this is ringing a bell. It's gotta have something. Little Penny is a little bit in awe of all of the water that Hal is managing to carry. And... She she follows along with you and helps in her own not particularly helpful way. I'm familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Having a two-year-old. You look like a hero. Yeah. Uh, you want to know something? A secret, Penny? Yes. You look like a hero, too. Just a little one right now. She blushes. A um, slight crimson and kind of twirls her hair and skips away. Well, cultivating shady fields is becoming one of Iofus's specialties. Um, so while pondering over the riddle and getting distracted by the untilled soil, I'm going to use Mold Earth, the cantrip that was given to me by Ikshi, and try to make some little irrigation ditches by using my Arcana. Oh, that's perfect. Please do. Ooh, 24. Mold Earth is slow but steady. By repeatedly casting it a few times, it's no trouble creating all the kind of irrigation ditches and groundwork for these waterways that you want. Penny excitedly skips along with you, tugging on your robes, and she just keeps chattering about this garden that she sees in her mind. Oh, and um, I want to grow sunflowers and, and daisies and, and the baklava. Yes, the baklava tree. There could be something in Evdemonia. Well, since we don't know what all these seeds are for, part of the game is going to be planting them and then seeing what grows later. Penny, nobody explained to you how to set your space? Well, Papa said he was going to. It will take a long time for these plants to grow. Everybody else has fully set up solariums. Surely there's a way to accelerate the growth if it is what you want perhaps it will come to be here 
Have you tried magic? Oh, I, I can't do magic. The penny we know can, and I think the others as well. But it's a special magic. Penny, I too cannot do magic, but I have stolen it. I'm not saying that you should go into the other solariums and take what is plentiful there. I'm a bad influence. Don't listen to me. <laughs> yes, I don't think stealing from other versions of yourself is going to be that helpful. Uh, a dangerous road to go down, to say the least. I have an idea, though. What we want is to have time pass to see what comes out of these seeds. And the three of us, we all know what kind of magic Penny's capable of. And it's a great deal. Believe you me. So I think perhaps if you bedded down for a nice nap and dream of what you want your garden to look like, perhaps when you awaken, it will be there waiting for you. Do you really think so? I do. In this place, very much so. But before you take a nap, maybe I should take a guess at this riddle. Oh, by all means. Is it perhaps a bell? A grin splits her face. Yes, it is. You got it. I knew you could get it. You sound so much happier now, by the way. I feel much happier. Thank you. I, I couldn't have done this on my own. Yes, of course. I'm going to help set up a little like bed for her. I know we carry some extra bedrolls in our travel gear, so I'm going to press to digitate all of the dirt off of her little linen dress, get her cleaned up, and tuck her into like a cozy sleep. Yeah, she will happily curl up and pull out a little notebook and start writing some things in it. And then she will lay down and try to sleep. I think it's time to pick another staircase. We've done the same one every time thus far. It would be weird to do a different one, but weird can be good. Stick to tradition. If it's not broke, let's not fix it. Southwest staircase it is. Works for me. The sun is setting outside the solarium. And though this version of it is complete... Its tiled floor and rough stone planters give way to a great variety of succulents, cacti, and prickly pears. It is not so diligently cared for. To the north, you see the silhouette of someone looking out across the sky as it coalesces in gemstone hues of citrine and amethyst. The sharp tips of her proud antlers tower over even Halophon, and her sleeveless linen tunic and sculpted bronze armor only serve to accentuate the rippling muscles of her shoulders. Kiora, bro, uh, are you this vision's penny? She tenses as you approach, turning around to meet your eyes. It should have been me. Had I been the first penny to step foot on Zenith, not even Howler Ashpool could have compared. Those are fighting words. Are you trying to start a fight? Maybe I am. Why wasn't it you? Your penny was the first. Well, our penny that first arrived at Zenith is not the same penny that we work with now. She has changed quite a deal since we met. Stronger. Cunning on the battlefield. <laughs> Quick with a blade. You really think so? I do. And most of all, she supports us. Not just in fights. I'm sure she does. She's soft, your penny. Much harder to cut something that's soft than some things that are hard. Show me then. Show me why you deserve your place in the league. She cracks her knuckles, licks her lips, and settles back into a wrestling stance. To throw down with Buff Penny? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, damn. Hi, Albus, this is all you. <laughs> <laughs> Takes off his robes and huge muscle. <laughs> puts puts like, down the sword. Makes a crater. Guidance, and I pass you a protein shake. This penny laughs, looks at Iavos, and kind of shakes her head. Oh, let me give you the riddle. I only live where there is light. I thrive where brightest sunlight lies. And yet I cannot bear its gaze. If shined upon me, I will die. I crack my neck a little bit and say, Shadow. Bowing out of this wrestling match? Probably the right choice, but the point is yours. And she levels her gaze at the other two of you. I shall go first. Warm you up. What is the rule? First shoulders to the ground? Or just the knee? Shoulder. Sounds good to me. I'm going to go straight to athletics here, but Gaspar is going to use this penny's height against her. As she goes into a low wrestling sprawl, his aim is to grab an antler and dive in between her legs so that she tumbles over herself. That is quite the maneuver. What would you like to roll for it? Athletics. We just got to be quicker. Sure. Are you rolling dexterity athletics? No, no. We're, we're just going straight athletics. Natural 20. Oh, you are shitting me. <laughs> <laughs> you crafty bastard. Yeah. Any th- anytime I do judo, it's, it's good. Penny smirks. She's clearly anticipating her bout with Hal and expects you to be easy, if dodgy work. But what she's not expecting is for you to rush straight at her, performing all of these acrobatic maneuvers only to grab her by the horns and pull her off her feet. She slams into the ground and some of the tiles break. For the first time, she cracks a smile and punches you on the shoulder as she stands back up. Ha! Wonderfully done. It's okay. You just weren't ready. I wasn't expecting that. Gaspar specializes in things that people don't expect. I see that. You deserve your place. But what about you? And she levels at Hal. Oh, yeah, you sort of get what you expect with me. But uh, (laughs) I'm willing to give you a run for your money. She snorts and waits for you to make your move. Same conditions or how do you want to play this? Same rules. Very good. Unless you want to play to first blood. I'm game if you are. That seems to have her pretty excited. What's your move? Uh, Hal rages. (laughs) And I think he'll probably just charge in. That sounds like an athletics roll. She'll never see it coming. Right. Is that what you're trying to roll? Yeah, I'll do that. Makes sense to me. I'll rage and I'll make an athletics check. Go for it. That's a good thing I was raging. Because that gives me advantage on the roll. So I can ignore the one and take the 18. Okay. Which is a total of 23. 23 is good. It is a fierce match between the two of you. You're grappled for what seems like several rounds. And no matter what you do 
one person seems to gain the upper hand only to be countered by the other. And in terms of pure strength, this penny is matching you. As we grapple and we're going for first blood, Hal's going to say, how much attention have you been paying to what our penny's gone through? (laughs) I'll leave watching your penny to our mewling fans. I hoped that was what you would say. I divine smiter. <laughs> Wrestle smite? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's perfect. You already made your roll. Um, that success is still in effect, but I love your flavor. And as you divine smiter, she bleeds. She's not phased. She still has hit points for days, but a thin stream of blood trickles down her lip. And you have won. I told you, what you see is what you get with me. But if you were paying a little more attention, you might have seen that coming. She took one from Ashpool that probably would have dropped even you. Ooh! Spicy. No kidding. Hmm. I didn't know she had it in her. She's she's smiling now. Not even going to give me a shot? Don't worry about it. You've already proven yourselves. You're all great. We all know you're great. Everyone here loves you. But seriously, Hal, if you ever want to do like a team up, like... Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I want your number. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. If anything ever happens, God forbid, to our penny, I know who my first lineup for replacement penny is. Well, you know what's interesting about that. And... Mid-sentence, this time without even going near the staircase, the room peels away from you, inverting, and you find yourselves in the final solarium. Oh man, she didn't even get a chance to give me your number. That penny was hot. (laughs) Here, there is nothing beyond the windows of the solarium. Only darkness, as far as you can see. Perhaps more disconcerting is that the solarium is flooded. Murky water reaches your knees, upon which floats a thick layer of putrid-smelling pond scum. Muddy earth sucks wetly at your feet with each step. There are patches of loose plant matter and debris, but nothing to your mind that could be called a garden. To the north is a strange mass of earth and rags. Keep your wits about you, everyone. I'm going to hold up my lantern and cast light so that this dark place gets just a little brighter. Uh, Is that magic? Yes. The light from your lantern drives away the darkness of this place, but does nothing to illuminate the dark waters below. The strange mass begins to bloat. The waters beneath it bubble and churn until rising from the water the form of a hunched figure in dank robes tendrils of black muck fly up from the mire and splatter across the nearest windows like veins they writhe and pulsate some of the windows crack beneath their grip and unlike the other pennies who each bear two points on each antler. The gnarled crown of this penny is asymmetrical, 
with thirteen points as sharp as daggers. From beneath her cowl, the only thing you see clearly is her glowing eyes, not golden, but sickly yellow, though you catch brief glimpses of wrinkled sallow flesh and the flash of pink gums. It seems you've passed their little game, but I would see you for myself before I let them release you. Been so long since I've had a meal. Your penny's such a petulant, foolish thing. Love is fleeting, but fear is always ripe for harvest. And hate, hate endures. If hate is what you feed on, I have a lot of food for you. Oh, I sense it in you, Gaspar. Such delicious feelings of hatred. You're not a penny. You're something else. I gave of myself part and partial for power that you insects cannot imagine. I have seen the black gate at the end of the cosmos where are written endings to every story. Do you want to know yours, Iavos? No, I don't believe you'll ever know my true ending. Bold? Foolish, but bold. Very well. One final riddle, and your prize for completing this dungeon. This riddle is not one you must answer now, but one that will answer itself in time. A day will come when the tower will break, and death will come in threes. Will you have taught Penny to stand on her own, or will she turn to me? <laughs> oh, but your prize, your prize. Don't let me forget your prize. From stories etched in land and sea, I give the gift of prophecy. The scion will attain their goal, but mindful be a warning cry. The first, the last, the chosen roll, though they endure, their heart will die. The hero will be tempted thrice to wander from their fated road. At story's end they play their part, but won't collect what they are owed. The shadow rots on severed roots. Their death is slow, their fate is spun. Dry branches cannot bear new fruits. Last breath, last taste, last touch. Done. And with a cackle that rings in your ears long after it ceases, the walls and decorations of the solarium peel out of your vision for the last time as you find yourselves back where you started, in the training room. Hey, Mr. Danderboss. Uh, you didn't have to put a new lock on my door. It was just one break-in, though brilliantly devious making sure even my key doesn't fit. Hey, Dirk. I'm sorry, bud. I gotta kick you out. Wow. Hard knocks. 
What gives? You haven't paid rent in seven months, and the neighbors are complaining about the shocking number of rats that seem to be nesting in your apartment. What, I'm supposed to block my rat bro from getting down to business? That's what's known as a party foul, Danderbud. Look, kid, I know you said you could cover your rent, and I wanted to give you a break, but the fact is, I just don't think you have it in you to go it alone. You might want to be calling your papa. What about all my stuff? My laundry pillow? My everything towel? My box of collectible condiment packages? All those toenails in the carpet? It's in bags out front. Well, not the toenails. We pay to clean those up. Yeah, you probably grow your own. But, you know, I appreciate you packing everything up for me. What a stand-up guy. Yeah, sure. Just, uh, take care of yourself, alright? And seriously, might be time to swallow pride and see if your daddy will put you back on the payroll. Maybe. I'm gonna miss the deep rad rad pad. How sad. Later, kid. You can do this. You can do this. Oh, hey! Hey! So, um, you probably don't want to hear from me, but, um... Ah, ah, I'm no good at this. Uh, I need I need your help, okay? I'll send a cab. Thanks. Thanks, Russ. That is a dank and spicy poetic spookums. <laughs> dank and spicy. <laughs> that was super fun. I like them dank and spicy. Also, Zach's back. He's snuck back in during part of that. It's me again. Welcome back, Zach Attack. You caught the ending. I took a nap. You done, he did. You done napped. He it. did literally go and take a nap. Before, That's how long we've been recording this episode. A <laughs> <laughs> hundred years. No. Before we forget, um, I have rolled who will go next, but let's do MVP and play of the game. Oh, I'm the dungeon master this time. You are the dungeon master. Um, which one do I get to nominate? MVP. MVP. We're gonna have rules for this at some point. Yeah, we'll, we'll no, figure we won't. Out. I think limiting it to all only the player characters is is a bit difficult. That's hard. I I think yeah. All I think we said play of the game is limited to player characters, but MVP can be anybody. Mm. Mm. I mean, it's clearly going to be one of you all. I think you each might have answered one riddle, so I can't give it for riddles answered. But you all did wonderfully. And I should have tracked your total separately so that I could give this answer. Mm. Well, I think for, I don't know, just a cool cinematic. I liked Gaspar's like reverse tackle, the antler drop. That was very was cool. Nice that was, that was yeah, that it. was very cool. I, the I, I like that you athletics as Gaspar with strength athletics. Not any other kind of athletics. Um, I didn't rogue my way out of it. Like the the character that is shorthanded as Soldier Penny. I like that it's a nice way to visualize like the grapple sneak attack. Mm-hmm. 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 Very cool. The Greek attack, if you will. <laughs> the Greek attack. And uh, play of the game was that, I think, maybe. I don't know, for me anyway. What about MVP, though? Mm. I mean, we just said Gaspar. Me as Michael figuring out every riddle's answer. Yeah. I, I <laughs> think <true>. Michael... <laughs> 
That's true. Michael did know like every riddle answer yeah. and just was role playing Hal, which the, was very funny. I figured out I figured out map as I was as Hal was saying book. Michael went, "Oh, it's not a book, it's a map," but it's too late cuz Hal's committed to book at this point and all the other ones I knew. See, I really wanted to say bell, but I, is it, is the little dangly inside? Is that a neck? Is that what it's uh, called? No, so I I was thinking of like a like a bell with oh, a handle okay. where that, that is called sense. the neck and yeah. then there's a point of attachment that's called the head. Yeah, right. I was looking at bell diagrams. That's why I told you, you know, maybe don't overthink gotcha. that part because I wouldn't have known that either. I tried not to, but it was it was stuck in my head. I really wanted to say bell, but I think the bottle was the other one. It's like, that also makes sense because it has a neck and it bottle did ring. Bottle did make sense. That was my alternative answer, but I was pretty... I I'm was usually, pretty I'm too stubborn to guess if I'm not like... A hundred percent. You just you've just done enough games with Faye that you're like, I'm not given a wrong answer. No answer is better than a wrong one. No, it was it was low risk or it was fine. Um, yeah. So fun fact, that whole solarium, if you wanted to see the map, there is a map, but it's three dimensional because it's a four dimensional four sided object. Awesome. And by just going in the same direction the entire time, apparently you guys just like wrapped around the whole thing, which was very cool. Hell yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well done, Gaspar, for that decision. Um, but I did roll Penny, or Dana, as oh, it were. Oh, perfect. Uh, so we'll start by going around with... Me, actually, which is confusing. But, you know, how it goes. My name's Michael Loving. I play Halifan Orison Jr., the not-so-good-at-riddles uh, Asimar Paladin Barbarian. I'm Angelo Kaluig. I play Gaspar, the headless rogue of the Phantom Subclass. I am Dana Ebert. I was the dungeon master for this episode, and I played Infant Penny, Child Penny, uh, Soldier Penny, Soldier Penny, Druid Penny, Mama Penny, uh, Ass Penny. Yeah, like all all the pennies. I got to play all the pennies, and boy, is my voice shot. <laughs> uh, my name's Law. I play Avos Isadora, Witness of the Withering Acre, Creative Director of Slapdash. I'm Zach. I didn't do anything. Zach plays the, the nap master. I'm technical director. <laughs> he took a short rest. Thank, oh. Thanks, Sam, for editing. Thank you, Sam, for editing. Thank you, Brie Golden, for past and future maps. Check out Golden Stylus. And give it back to Dana. Yeah, speaking of speaking of visiting places, go to the LUQ.com where you can see cast bios uh, with our Linktree pages. You can tip people if you want. Uh, there's all sorts of other stuff, too. We've got a merch store. Anyway, it's super fun. Join the Discord. It's amazing. We've been getting a lot of people recently, and it's just, it's a great place, and it's super fun. And um, there's some art that's popping up. There is. There's some amazing art that you can, well, for now, probably only see on the Discord. So. Give away crack and dice like they're fucking crack? Like water bottles at a race. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> we do give away a whole lot of crack and dice. Anyway, what a what a lovely recording day. You are all lovely. Have a fantastic day. And until next time, we wish you luck. Mm-hmm.